Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's message comes from the Gospel of John, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in many things in life, there are basically two kinds of people in the world. There are those who set one alarm to wake up in the morning, and there are those that set multiple alarms to wake up in the morning, and if possible, multiple alarms on multiple devices in different parts of the room, which also goes with there being those who are morning people and those who want to harm morning people. Then there are the kinds of people who have to read every single message or notification on all of their apps at all times so that it looks perfectly neat and tidy. And then there are those who don't, and then it's just fun to see how high the numbers go. Then there are the kinds of people who squeeze the tube of toothpaste anywhere they see fit. And there are those who start at the bottom and work their way all, up, all the way up to the top. Then there are the kinds of people who put ketchup on everything, on all of the french fries. And then there are those who put it right on the side. Then there are the kinds of people who know how to use chopsticks. And then there are those who have to use a fork. The next one is very important. There are the kinds of people who put the toilet paper roll coming over the top. And there are those who have it going under. Sorry, I meant to say that there are those who put the toilet paper roll coming over the top. And there are those who are wrong. Okay, here's my last one for now. There are those who look at a glass of water and will see it as half empty. And there are those who will see it as half full. And this is really the difference between a pessimist and an optimist. A, a pessimist is, is one who sees things in a more skeptical or more negative way. And an optimist is one who looks at things from a more hopeful or positive perspective. In the gospel reading for today, you can imagine that Nathaniel is definitely more of a pessimist, a, a glass, half-empty kind of guy. So Philip comes to him and says, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Who is the one who Moses and the prophets wrote? Well, Moses wrote in Deuteronomy chapter 18, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Interesting side note. What was the name of the leader of the Israelites who immediately followed Moses? It was Joshua. Do you know what the name of Joshua translated in Aramaic is? The language Jesus most likely spoke? Joshua is translated to Yeshua or Jesus. More on that later. Essentially, Philip is telling Nathaniel that they have found the one who Moses and the prophets wrote about. They have found the Messiah, the one who had been prophesied in the scriptures, in the books of the law by Moses and in the prophets. This is the one who is going to save the people. Nathaniel's response is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, it sounds like Nathaniel 
didn't hear that whole important Messiah thing. He just heard Nazareth. And Nazareth doesn't mean anything positive, obviously. Now, we're not entirely sure why Nazareth was not a thought, a highly thought of place. I mean, it was about 100 kilometers from the city of Jerusalem, so it certainly wasn't a religious center. And it wasn't an ancient city like Jerusalem. It hadn't been around all that long. And most scholars don't think the population was very large, maybe a few hundred people. Some even consider that Nazareth would have been like a, a small town in the middle of nowhere in the country and that Jesus was the equivalent of a hillbilly. Nazareth wasn't on anyone's radar. So sure, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, all of you who have read any of the Gospels know what the end of the story is. Yes, Jesus the Christ comes from Nazareth. He is the very source of all that is good. And he comes from Nazareth. He is our Savior. He is our cornerstone. He is our firm foundation, the rock on which we stand. He is the Word made flesh, God incarnate, and he died on the cross for me and my sins, and he rose from the dead for me and my salvation. Nathaniel, however, takes a little more convincing because there are really two kinds of people in the Bible. Those who believe and those who don't. And Philip gives Nathaniel that invita invitation to, to be convinced as he encourages him to come and see, to see and believe for himself. What's interesting is how quickly it happens. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And if you were hearing someone tell you this story today, I mean, you might think that Jesus is some creepy stalker. But Nathanael responds with, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. I mean, that's really quick from skeptical of anything from Nazareth to believing Jesus as the Son of God, the King of Israel. So maybe there's more to this than we really know. And because we know the end of the story, I mean, sometimes we don't dig into the details and look closer at what else might be there. So let's take a look at some Old Testament scriptures. Jeremiah spoke of the coming Messiah a number of times. And in chapter 23, we see that God will raise up from the line of David a righteous branch. Jesus would be the son of David or a descendant of David according to the flesh, as Romans chapter 1 says. I mean, this is why we are given the genealogy of Jesus at the beginning of Matthew's gospel, so that we see where the line goes from David to Jesus. The prophet Isaiah, who also spoke of the coming Messiah a number of times, had this to say, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The stump of Jesse. Jesse is David's father. 
The tree that grew from Jesse was David and the line of kings which succeeded him. When the line of kings was broken, that tree was cut down, leaving just a stump and a shoot springing forth from that stump of Jesse is a branch of David, the Messiah, who will restore Israel. So what does that have to do with the good or bad or ugly that comes out of Nazareth? Well, listen to Zechariah chapter 3. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are a sign. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. For behold, on the stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you will invite his neighbor to come under his vine and under his fig tree. Did you see that? Did you catch it? Remember Joshua from above? Does under the fig tree sound familiar? Nathaniel too maybe heard these words and understood that through Jesus he was now living in fulfillment of Zechariah's words. But there's still more. What about this branch, this, this, this shoot that we keep hearing about? How does that fit with Nathaniel and can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, this brings us to the best part. How does the middle of nowhere town of Nazareth fit into all of this? A town that's relatively newer compared to some of the other cities. That's too far away from Jerusalem being removed from the center of religious importance. And it's not mentioned by the prophets, much less Moses. Or is it? I mean, what are we to make of this, this verse from the Gospel of Matthew? And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. What? When did the prophets ever mention Nazareth? I mean, there's no such prophecy anywhere in the Old Testament that the Messiah would be called a Nazarene. Or is there? What if the prophets have been talking about Nazareth all along? The question is, what does Nazareth mean? Better yet, what's the word for branch in Hebrew? The answer connects it all. The Hebrew word is Nazar, which means shoot or branch. It's the same letters as Nazareth. Nazareth means branch or shoot jesus being called the righteous branch is the same thing as him being called a nazarene it all fits it all connects nazareth nazarene branch it's the same thing this realization along with the significance of sitting under the fig tree, is maybe why came the flooding of Nathaniel as he met Jesus. Why he responds with, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus is the branch, the Nazar, shooting from the stump of Jesse. He is the new king from the line of David, the King of Kings. 
Can you imagine how foolish Nathanael must have felt after when he remembered saying to Philip, can anything good come out of Nazareth? As we look at our own life, I mean, sometimes we might think or feel this way too. We look at ourselves, we look at the world around us, and we can say, can anything good come out of fill in the blank? Can anything good come out of 2020? Can anything good come out of 2021? Can anything good come out of this pandemic? Can anything good come out of not being able to see people, staying in isolation, not at the church in worship? Can anything good come out of the loss of a loved one? Can anything good come out of my cancer, my sickness, whatever it might be? Or can anything good come out of me? The answer to that last question is no. As the reading from Romans, which you heard earlier, says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Nothing good comes out of us. Only evil. Because we are sinners and we are full of sin and there is nothing good that we do that is good. Even the good that we try to do, we don't do it. And what do we deserve for our evil, our sins, our thoughts, our actions, our words? Well, as Romans said in the previous chapter, we deserve death. We deserve punishment. We deserve earthly death and eternal death. We deserve hell. So who will rescue us from this body of death? That's why the righteous branch had to come. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And as you heard in the other New Testament reading from 1 Corinthians, Jesus did this by buying us back. He paid the price in order to rescue us from this body of death. And he did this by sacrificing himself for us. Or as 1 Peter says, he bought us back, not with gold or silver, but with his precious blood. His death on the cross is how he paid the price for us. He saved us. He forgives us. He restores us and gives us eternal life through faith in him. And this is all a gift. And that faith that believes it is a gift from the Holy Spirit. The gift that was given to Nathaniel and Philip. The gift that's given to us. That's the end of the story that we often jump to. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, for our salvation. And sometimes for we who believe, we, we don't focus on the other details. Jesus knows the end of the story because he is the end of our story. And even he is with us in the small details in the life that we often forget about or that we often overlook or that we often don't see. He is with us in our day-to-day -day living. He is the one that good comes out of. So can anything good come from 2020, 2021, this pandemic? Can anything good come out of me?
the answer is the same as the question of Nazareth. Yes. And the answer is Jesus. Because he is the one who makes us a new creation, as Paul writes. And the good that is in us is because he is in us. We are able to work good, not because of anything good in us, but because of all of Christ that is in us. Because the Holy Spirit is working the fruit of goodness in our lives. And because the old has gone, this body of death is done away with. Christ makes us new. He makes us his own by buying us back through his death and resurrection, and we are saved because Christ has conquered it all. And he is that righteous branch of David from Nazareth, the Son of God, the King of kings. And he is worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.